0: You're listening to Right Where You Are, hosted by New York Times bestselling author, creator, and speaker, Jason Wright. With inspiring guest interviews and Jason's unique lens on life, this is the place to see the good in the world, to lift and be lifted, no matter your starting point, to make a difference that matters, and we'll do it all together, Right Where You Are.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Right Where You Are. This is Jason Wright. Thank you for joining us. I I don't know if I tell you this enough, but you really make this worth doing. I, I hope that you know that. Also, I hope that you know that the new book, Even the Dog Knows, is just about a month away. It comes March 8th. I'm super excited for you to pick it up to get to know this really special family that takes a road trip from Virginia to Florida, and they are bound together by this. This dog, this black lab named Moses, who really becomes the glue of their family. You can pick up the book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, wherever you like to buy your books, even your local independent bookstore, they can pre-order it for you. Again, it comes out uh, March 8th, and I'm excited for you to get to know this fictional family with this dog. And speaking of dogs, today's guest knows a little something about dogs and nostrils, and maybe we'll cover that later, but we'll start with dogs. And it's obviously no coincidence uh, that my guest is joining me uh, this week. Now, uh, in lieu of a bio, I'm going to do something a little bit different that I have not done before on the show, and she doesn't know that I'm going to do this, but I want to share the Facebook message that she sent me, that or at least a piece of it, that started this discussion. Uh, We've been talking sort of on and off for a month or two. And I I think it's, well, it really sets up probably better than anything else, the discussion that I want to have today about her and her family and her company and dogs. So uh, here's a snippet from this Facebook message. I want to share some stories that showcase the Lord's hand in all good things. Again, this is her voice, not mine. The short version is that the Lord led us to breed golden doodles, despite never owning a dog before, this to support our daughter's gift for riding horses and our kids' future college and mission endeavors, and of course, the ever-present house repairs. But what it's turned into has been the Lord allowing us, her family, connect with people across the country and to testify in a very everyday way that he is aware of them and loves them. We have many stories of our puppies um, or just conversations with people looking to provide hope and joy at just the right moment for individuals and families. Uh, And she goes on to say, I'm not exactly sure what I'm proposing by reaching out, but I felt impressed a few times to share this. Uh, She added that she's a people person first, and so if God's love needs to be felt in the form of a great relationship with a dog breeder and possibly a puppy, then I, she, feels privileged to do it. I should add that we uh, did know each other, uh, unlike many of my guests um, prior to today's interview. uh, We attended neighboring church congregations many, many, many moons ago. We figured... I think when we spoke before the interview seven or eight years ago, maybe uh, before she and her family relocated to the West, her name is, of course, Jenny Hesser. Jenny, how are you? Hey, awesome. It's good to be here
2: this morning. It's always and always a party.
1: Always a party. It's always a party. <laughs> always I, a party. I do remember you and your husband um, and your kids. How many kids did you have when you left Virginia?
2: Uh, we had four at the time, and we continued to multiply, <laughs> and so we've got seven now.
1: Seven, just seven.
2: Just seven. Just seven. Seven. No, seven is a lot, but there's they're each worth it. So. Yeah,
1: S- seven is a lot, and you know what? Seven is a lot when you then decide. Even though I'm not maybe naturally a dog person, I think heaven wants us to become dog breeders, and not just once, but to turn it into a quite successful company and and more importantly than that, a mission that will sort of drive you and your family you know for years to come. So Jenny, where does this where does this all begin? Is there some moment over the past, however many years that you were like, you know what? we're supposed to breed dogs and help them find their people.
2: You know, it started after we'd had our sixth baby. And for those people that have had, you know, multiple kids, you kind of get in this groove. And as a mom, you feel this like, oh, no, there's another one. And so you just have this kind of pattern. So we had uh, had six kids, which we were originally tapped out at three and (laughs) Anyway, they kept coming on, on purpose. But, uh, so we have six and I'm like, Oh, we are definitely deaf. So deaf. Well, it came about the time we would get pregnant because our kids are pretty close together. And I was like, Oh, we should get a puppy. That's a great idea. It's not a baby, but it's still, you know, cute and fuzzy and little. And, and it won't talk back to me. Or so I thought I had never owned a dog. <laughs> and, uh, anyway so we start looking at puppies and um, as an adult i've been a fairly holistic person i by nowhere means perfect now i eat a lot of brolin sandwiches which is our local little grocery store while i'm on the run to the next activity anyway but so i get this idea that we should have a puppy and uh talk about it talk about it okay maybe um, anyway, so being holistically minded, I find a really awesome dog breeder out of Boise, Idaho, and she uh, was a chiropractor by trade and then had been dog breeding for about 15 years. So anyway, we connect with her and I loved everything she did. She was a raw feeder, which for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that just means we actually feed our dogs really high quality, raw meat, organs, bones, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, we, um, we found her and connected, um, started talking to her about just getting a puppy. Well, in our conversations with her, we, um, we found out that she had been into horses, uh, growing up and, um, and as an adult and my daughter had just recently, uh, dove into the equine world. I, once again, this was something I knew nothing about. Um, like it was an entirely new language for me. Uh, I would go to the barn and they'd talk to me about what they thought my daughter could do. And I would say, "Can you define the last six words? Because I have no idea what you said. And uh, anyway, coming from the East Coast, you know, I had a fairly decent vocabulary, but I had no vocabulary when it came to equine. So anyway, so these two worlds converged at the same time. Me kind of missing having a baby, thinking that a puppy would kind of fit the bill. And then um, my daughter's horseback riding in this particular breeder who was holistic and had done horses. Um, So anyways, we got talking to her and about breeding. Uh, The Lord really put this little idea in my head that um, that might be something we could do. Because if anybody knows anything about equine, anything, um, you you know, sell your right arm and your left and then donate the rest of your organs so you can continue showing, Mm -hmm. at least if you're in the... (laughs) In the bracket, you know that we're currently in. So um, I also homeschool my kids. So having a second job really wasn't an option for me out of the house. Um, and anyway, so all these things were combining for us, and the Lord just kept putting in these little like, you should try this, you should try this, and it was like, okay, we'll just keep following all these little notions. And you know, most breeders um, aren't very open to sharing all their breeding knowledge. It's right. their own, especially with someone who's interested in, you know, taking part of their business, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, um, but this woman, such a good woman. And she actually didn't have the parental support of her horse dreams as a kid. And, um, I think there was a real bond there because here Dave and I were six kids with a daughter that had a gift for writing. And she's an English, you know, writer. Um, Does she have an accent? I wish. No, actually, (laughs) that would be way too much. She's really cute. If we threw an English accent, we'd have to lock her away.
1: (laughs) I just assumed that's what that meant. So
2: (laughs) English versus Western, it's a whole thing. So Hmm. um, anyway, so we get into this and this woman, who's now a dear friend, took us under her wing and would talk to me on the phone for hours Visited her. She helped us out. So we went from looking at a puppy that was adorable because golden doodles are like the ideal family dog, right? They don't shed. They're cute. Everybody loves them. They look like teddy bears to, oh, maybe we could breed and support our daughter um, going to, you know, these English riding shows. And because that meant travel, not just for her, but for the horse and upkeep and vets and, you know, the whole horse thing. Um, which I was really naive to what it actually meant, <laughs> but, um, the trainer for my daughter saw something in her that I couldn't see because I didn't know what I was looking for. So at one point we're getting ready to go to one of our first shows and I, we sat her down at her kitchen counter and I said, what do you see in my daughter? Cause I don't get it. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> she was like well that's kind of rude like your daughter's really good i'm like oh no i didn't mean it like that like i just mean i don't i don't know what to look for anyway so we we got started and uh we we got our first puppy i said first puppy and um brought her home it's great we you know watched youtube videos like about how to train the puppy but we did crazy oh well, i should say i i did a ton of research between talking i always like to love my husband because he's wonderful and i couldn't do it without him but uh so i started doing all this research you know and i'm talking to our breeder who like i said took us under a wing Who's awesome um and then i'm reading every article on the internet about raw feeding and holistic dog breeding natural rearing they call it and i am just like absorbing 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 so then our breeder's like hey i got you know another litter coming in a couple of months you what do you think and i'm like oh like two girls sure <laughs> because I just am the type of person that I'm like, we can make this work. Like I've always been a dreamer. My two favorite movies are Miracle on 34th street and meet me in St. Louis. And I'm just a big dreamer. Now, when it comes to money, I couldn't even sell, uh, Christmas wrapping paper to my like, you know, church teacher. Like it was terrifying to me. So I'm, I'm at this point in my life, you know, a couple years ago where I've got, all these things that I'm totally unfamiliar with. I'm unfamiliar with dogs. I'm unfamiliar with horse anything. You know, I'm unfamiliar with starting a business because I couldn't sell wrapping paper. I couldn't even call the pizza guy, you know, to like order pizza as a kid. It was terrifying that I would have to do that. Um, So all these things converging for me and my family that are like planting seeds in a garden, you know? And I honestly thought this was all about my family, (laughs) And I thought it was all about paying for college, and I thought it was about paying for horses because we couldn't afford it, you know. And I thought it was about paying for, like I said, the roof, which we we've paid for. And you know, um, I I had no idea, like uh, the Lord. You know, he always has something up his sleeve. And I shouldn't say it so disrespectfully, but he always has a better idea than what I do. Just like I had no idea about equine, Didn't even know the vocabulary. You know, the Lord knows the vocabulary. He knows miracles. He knows tender mercies. He knows blessings because he's the author of them. And this was the start of something for my family. And, you know, for, I mean, I've talked to good night like hundreds of people at this point about puppies, but not, it's not. It's about puppies, but it's, it's about the people. It's about their heart and it's about what they need in their life. And, you know, I've talked to people for a few hours on the phone and FaceTimed and whatever, and and nothing worked out puppy wise, but what did work out was that they knew I loved them. Like, it, and it's just this like instantaneous, like gift that I didn't expect for the Lord to be like, here, here it is again today. Here it is again today. Like this person needs to know that someone's aware of them. And and it's just been this journey, it's been hard. If anybody's bred puppies and trained them from day 1 and had seven kids and homeschooled and done church stuff and like it is night and day, 24 hours for a solid 10 weeks. But you know that's what is so crazy is because the Lord knew that about me too. I'm by nature a sprinter. I'm not a marathoner. And this was something that he knew mentally, emotionally, physically we could tackle and we could tackle, but then be like incredibly blessed by it. Like when we get into talking about these individual families, like it is just, I've stopped being shocked because I now anticipate or expect the blessings to just come like the people that need it, it just comes. And instead of wondering, is it going to work out? It's like, no, it's going to work out in whatever way the Lord needs it to.
1: Hmm. Well, a couple of thoughts. First of all, my listeners know, and I'm, you probably know, we had a golden doodle for a decade and he was pilgrim was um, just the, the right dog for the right family. He stood <laughs> in there. Yes, oh he yeah. I got like, you. I'm you following. Know.
2: I'm following. It took a minute.
1: We, You know, we thought about a dog, I grew up with dogs and my wife grew up with dogs and the kids that wanted a dog and, and we were a little bit worried about some allergies with some of the kids and, and, you know, shedding and all that. And, and, um, we just, you know, we were led to the perfect breeder and, and, um, it was a, one of those Christmas Eve kind of deliveries. I dressed up like Santa oh, yeah. and, oh, my and gosh, showed up at the, the front best. door and my <laughs> wife you know chose pilgrim from you know half a dozen others there that day and um and it was just we we knew from the very beginning that he was um he really was the perfect dog for our family and through a you know an interesting decade of success and failure and more failure and and heartache and all the things that we kind of experienced as a family he was the yeah he was the common denominator of hope and and kind of comfort and healing through that that kind of journey and his passing was the most painful thing i had experienced since you know probably since my dad passed away when i was in high school i mean i i you and i spoke um on our on our pre-interview call about making sure that you know, we remember dogs are dogs and dogs aren't people. And, you know, we understand kind of in God's eyes that there is some hierarchy there, but we also know that, that they are created by him. I mean, he is their creator as much as he is our creator. Um, And I, is that a dog I hear?
2: Okay. So the funny thing is I came over to my friend's house because um, her kids are all at school and her dog Dante has literally come and sat by me the whole time
1: because we're talking about dogs. That's great. I know.
2: He's like, I just need to be here. Right. Okay. Great. great. Now Dante
1: gets a credit in the podcast. That's great. Um, anyway, I, I, uh, I just, I do love golden doodles. I mean, I love dogs. I love golden doodles. And I, you know, I believe so much that they have, um, they have a really, special role to play within families all all pets do i know that i have you know cat listeners and bunny listeners and gerbil listeners and uh, not gerbils that listen or bunnies that listen necessarily but yep, they I, might that's not the demo as much probably as there are people um but i just I, I think i think dog people know who they are and and i know that we have a lot listening and that that kind of connection between the you know, the right dog and the right family um, to me was a really important part of this book that um, that you and I have talked about and that that comes out here in another month or so that that a a dog can can be a kind of glue in a family that's going through some interesting things. And in your case, it's not that your family was necessarily going through trial or tragedy or heartbreak, but certainly a pretty chaotic, probably kind of lifestyle with a bunch of little ones and homeschooling and all the other, I mean, I know as a, as a homeschool parent here for the last several years, what that can look like. So I'm sure that I'm sure that anyone on the outside probably looked at what you were doing and said, they've lost their minds at the setups, Right.
2: Well, at one point my husband looked at me and he goes, I think we're in charge of 23 beating hearts right now Mm. in our home. How do you feel about that?
1: like, ah, uh, well, I just tried not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of beating hearts.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's lot, a lot of, beating, of beating, hearts.
1: beating hearts. So, so it becomes a company. This, this one puppy becomes two, two puppies, becomes a breeding operation, becomes you helping to arrange um the right dog with the right family all over the country, oh, not yeah. just in your backyard. Right. Um, So what, what does that, what does that look like today? What, what's happening today with the company and tell us about some recent connections where you really feel like heaven has guided um, the right dog to the right family.
2: Well, and that's the magic I think is that um, these families are, are looking, I mean, it's an adoption process. Like it really is bringing a new family member into their home. And, you know, our dogs are a little on the spendy side. And so these people are, and you can be vested in a dog, no matter if it's you're a rescue dog or, you know, a purebred, whatever. But, um, you know, these people are pretty vested. And uh, so when we, one of the things that we do is we we FaceTime and Instagram live all the time. Like, you know, people get scammed. So golden doodles are a hot market, especially right now, right? COVID hit and everybody's home and everybody wants a buddy. It's going to love them because who knows how long we're going to be in our house. Right. So puppy sales went through the roof. Now, did I know that that was going to happen? No, no, had no clue. But, you know, the Lord did. So anyway, uh, made it a little easier for our first go around. So our first uh, puppies went home in 2020. Uh, Yeah. Christmas 2020. We had a Christmas litter. That's a story in and of itself. So anyway, but so what I wanted to do because my experience was talking to high-end breeders was that uh, you got to see a picture of the puppy, and they either would pick it for you because they were super amazing at picking out the right puppy, which some people are, um, or you you know you were just down the list and. It was not very personal. I actually felt like I was like getting the privilege of talking to these dog breeders when we were in the process of getting our first puppy. And I really didn't like that. I thought, well, I'm buying something from you. Like, shouldn't you kind of care about me? (laughs) 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 But That's just my, you know, opinion. So anyway, um, so I did, I wanted to create something for these families where they knew that, yes, their puppy was at the center of everything I did. But so would they, you know, and it wasn't mutually exclusive. So we started with the idea of okay, well, we got to get ourselves out there. So let's facegram Instagram or Facebook Instagram live, you know, some like people can see, they can see they're not getting scammed. We go from room to room, we go from one kid running with a diaper to the teenager being like, Mom, get off Facebook. I've got to get to practice, you know. So people are seeing the ins and outs, you know, they're like, so we had a baby in July. Our first letter came in October. So I've got a three month old baby. So they're like seeing the ins and outs of Jenny Sasser's life for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I tried to like not put out the ugly as much. It could deter people, but you know, um, we do you know, we do what we can and we try and stay modest. Right. With like the streaking two year old. So which happened more than you can imagine. Anyway. So, um, Yeah. So the first way we tried to connect was like, okay, let's do let's do live, you know. And so this was like every day. And (laughs) anyway, it's it's really kind of wild sometimes. But it's also awesome because they see the puppies in their like total normal environment. They're raised in our home like we have a puppy room right off our kitchen, like everything we do for those two months is puppies. So then, you know, things for two
1: months because they need to be. Eight weeks, 10 weeks before they Yeah, can... we do
2: eight, nine weeks. Okay. Definitely not before eight, but eight, nine weeks. Okay, so,
1: got it. Got
2: it. Yeah, they have this fear period at um, five weeks and then around eight, depends on which puppy. And so if you take them out, you know, in like during those exact times, like, and they're not exposed to things properly, then that can be something that imprints on them for the rest of their lives. So, mm. like, you know, the vacuum, if, you're not like gently exposed and you're just thrown into it at your house or, you know, our puppies travel in cabin via airplane. So it's like, you know, we try car rides, like we, we want to optimize the time that they go home. So the puppy's ready and we've done all the training that we can and prep them, you know, for their homes. So, yeah. So the other way we do it is to or Face, FaceTime. Yeah. That's the word um, a anyway, FaceTime or whatever type of video chat we can do with the families. And I always tell them, we got a video chat before you put a deposit down. I'm just not going to have you pick a puppy sight unseen without talking to me. You got to feel the vibe of our house. You got to get to know me a little bit. Um, because all of that goes into these puppies, like our whole family's energy and love and ups and downs, it's all going into these puppies. And so, and I, I want them to know me so that when they're picking their puppy up, you know, or we're bringing it to them, they go, Oh yeah, I know this one already. Like mm-hmm. this one's already a part of our family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the picking process is pretty cool. I mean, we, we do it like, you know, de- they give me a deposit, we put them in, we do put them in an order and they get to pick. However, the, <sighs> there's so much more involved in it. Like the Lord really, uh, is just so mindful of people's individual needs and, with the amount of time we spend on those like private, you know, FaceTime video chat calls, um, I, I just start to get a read, you know, on the people and I love them. Like I absolutely love them. And so with that lens to look at them, it's like, okay, so we start watching puppies and we watch them together, you know, so I'll, I'll set up my phone. Hopefully, my kid doesn't knock it over while we're talking because they all want to be involved when we meet puppy families, right? And because they're like part of the family from now on. Like the cousins, you actually want to come over. That's what these (laughs) families are. (laughs) Sorry, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. They're not listening. Your cousins aren't listening. No one's listening. No No one's
1: listening. Just (laughs) actually
2: probably just burned the bridge. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) anyway. yeah. So they, they, they watch these puppies and we watch them together. And so like, I'm listening, you know, like it may seem like controlled chaos with kids and teens and then a FaceTime video or whatever, or me being like, stop coming in the room. You know, sometimes they come in anyway, whatever, but we we like bond over watching these puppies and it's been cool. Like as we've had more litters, you know, um, there's like, like just little, tidbits that you get from what they say, or words that people use to describe, oh, you know, that puppy's doing this, or like, they'll start to key in. And it's really neat, this like natural selection process that starts to occur, they like start to connect with a few of them. And then the list gets smaller and smaller and small, you know, till they have, okay, this is the puppy. And then like, you can just see it like you. And now that we've had more, you know, more litters, which means more families, like different personality types gravitate towards different types of puppies within the litter. And, you know, honestly, you could go home, no joke, with any of our seven to nine puppies in the litter, and they are going to become what you need them to be. Mm -hmm. Like they really are. I mean, the parents that we have are just awesome. They, all the love that goes into them, I feel like really sets them up as an awesome foundation. So like whatever you're really looking for, you're going to find it. Like whatever you put into these puppies, this breed is going to give back to you. Like it's, it's really quite incredible to watch, but as we go through the selection process, there just becomes this bond, you know? And it's like, okay, this, this fits right. It just feels right. And then, you know, they pick their puppy and the next family's like, oh, thank goodness, because I really wanted the other one. You know, it just works out that way mm. every time. And yeah, I love it. Like, I love it because then everybody is gen like seriously happy. Like, no one's disappointed. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. I don't know, but I love <laughs> making, help, helping them be happy. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, that is very cool. And I, I, presume most of the families buying puppies have children that are maybe driving the purchase period, or at least the selection of the puppy, or like, have you sold dogs to, to empty nesters that felt like they needed some love in the home?
2: Okay. So get this. So my first puppy sale ever, uh, I had asked friends to post our cute puppies, you know, on Facebook and I get a message from my sister-in-law's friend who was in Germany when she saw the Facebook post, whose parents live back in the States. And they had already put a deposit down on their foot, on a puppy, but then the litter, I believe, were stillborn. And so they were super devastated. They've wow. owned tons of dogs there. I want to I compliment them and say they're in their late 50s, but I'm wow. not quite sure how old they are. Oh, fantastic. Retired army. Amazing. So we, I knew there was something about this and yes, they're empty nesters. They're fantastic. Super adventurous, uh, retired military couple. I just love them to death. Get this. So I'm on the phone, you know, talking to them, And first of all, you remember how I can't sell wallpaper. Right. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And. Or, <laughs> and wrapping
2: like, paper. or wrapping. Oh yeah. Well, obviously not. Both wallpaper. the papers.
1: None of the papers. You're terrible <laughs> at selling all the papers newspapers. Yeah. No, all papers. You, you will never get a, a job papers? selling papers. I'm not cutting any of this out. I want my audience to know Jenny did. Sasser cannot sell any kind of paper.
2: If you paper. need wallpaper from the 80s, come to my house because I literally have like 12 types of wallpaper. That's on the list for like 10 litters down the road that we can oh. afford to like read all the walls in our <laughs> house because it's so <laughs> awesome. We like RIP the gentleman who built the house. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, it's so bad. Anyway, I love it. Okay, that's way off. So this couple, I'm on the phone. And he goes, oh, okay, how much are your dogs again? And in my mind, I'm like, this is the moment where I become legit yeah. or I fail. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, $3,000, no big deal. Like, And I'm under my, like, in my just yeah. like, who buys a $3,000 dog? Yeah. Okay, I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> you know? I and mean, like, this is just a casual question to him like he's not worried about it but i am yeah, yeah. you know because i'm like you know tony robbins i just listened to him for the first time last week and he talks about over delivering right and like being so passionate about people and i'm like i am you don't know this but i'm putting everything into your <laughs> dog john like this is my heart and soul i totally cried about it in the middle oh, of the night boy. like 20 times anyway so overly dramatic but it's actually true <laughs> And so I tell him, I'm like, oh, $3,000. Yeah. And that's, you know, $500 plus is included. Oh, yes. Travels extra. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So I'm dying. And anyway, so he's like, oh, okay, that's so great. Like, do you want me to pay it all now? And I'm like, oh my gosh, people have that much money in their checking <laughs> account. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, okay, we weren't broke, but you know, like, we're not rolling Right. So anyway, so I'm like, this is so cool. Anyway, get this. So then it comes to find out my dad who's been passed away for about eight years, seven years. Anyway, love Um, He and my dad, the gentleman that bought our first dog ever had met my dad at a veterans rally in the DC area years before. Mm. And I thought, okay, this is, this is not, this is not just about my daughter riding a horse, like God knows what I need. And um, it is no coincidence that the very first person I ever got in touch with and sold a dog to wallpaper (laughs) was someone that knew my dad, you know? And I thought, okay, there's, there's something. And then the next person comes in. Okay. Oh my gosh, Jen, we became such good friends. They're all my friends now. Like, I wish I could build a neighborhood of like our dog families. We actually have a private Facebook group just for our dog families. We call it Dog Families, you know, and like, I, they're so sweet. I, they, like these people are like the salt of the earth, like actually like the neighbors you always want to have forever. I'm like, please in heaven, can I be their neighbors? They're so cool. Anyway, so next thing is, this next person, oh my gosh, I love her to death, and we're going to go to lunch someday, because I didn't get to deliver her puppy to her, but um, so I get a text from a friend's sister-in-law, again with a sister-in-law, and she's like, hey, this is like random, but I uh, I didn't know if you had any puppies left, because people assume if you breed puppies that all your puppies are sold way ahead of time, because there's two-year wait list," mm-hmm. and I'm like... We just had puppies and all eight are available. Mm. <laughs> and all I'm like, anyway, so, so she reaches out to me and I'm like, Oh wow, this is great. Now granted, this is a, a sister-in-law that, um, haven't talked to. I met her years ago at a wedding, um, for my friend and we really bonded. We both had babies at home. So it was like a, you know, natural birth moment, like, woo, we're like connected forever. Anyway. Um that seems to be the story of my life. Once you meet me, I'm sorry we're connected forever.
1: Well, the story of your life also is that you always have a baby at home. So when you said that, I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh really? I'm shocked. Shocking. You, had a, you actually had a baby at home at that point in your life.
2: Okay, well, side so note, we like hid the fact that we had our kids at home with midwives. Okay, it was legit. We had midwives that were trained in the beginning because people literally told me I was going to kill my child. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're really not. We know what we're doing. It's okay. Anyway, side so note. So I'm on, you know, we, I ended up getting in touch with this sister in law of my dear friend from college. And we had the coolest conversation. And the thing was, is that she contacted me first, but about three days before, I had had a prompting several times that I just needed to reach out to her. And I was like, well, she already has a dog. Like she's not going to buy one because once again, my mindset is, oh, the Lord's helping us to breed dogs, to make money, to pay for our, my daughter's stuff. You know, right, like right. that's, that's still my mindset. Limited vision. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very limited, you know? And so I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Maybe she wants two puppies, but I had had two puppies at once and knew that that was a little crazy. So anyway, anyway, so I had, I didn't act on that. Right. But she did. And so it turned out she had seen a friend of hers that she'd met briefly at the soccer field, you know, anyway, in a doodle group in California that, um, her, she had been put a deposit down, promised a puppy. And then the puppy only had like three, or the dog only had like three puppies. And so she was out. And and this friend of mine now is an absolute dog lover. She just like, she just connects with them. You know, that's just like one of her love languages is, is you know, dogs. And so she was super, super devastated about not being able to get her puppy. So anyway, so we get connected and, you know, I'm on the phone with this girl and, um, and I'm not sure what her, you know, faith journey has been at this point, but I just told her, I was like, you know, like, this is just not a coincidence. And I said, I hope this isn't awkward. And this isn't word for word. You can like quote me for sure. But I remember telling her my feelings and being like, this is not just coincidence. Like a few days ago, I've been feeling like I just needed to connect with you again. And I didn't know why. And now here we are a few days later, because you followed that good feeling to get in touch with me. And I was like, I just find it fascinating that the Lord tries multiple ways through multiple people to bring good things to pass. And I was like, I'm so grateful that you were willing to do a good thing for someone. She didn't have to like, find a dog breeder for someone she didn't really know very well. Like she didn't have to do that. You know, she didn't have to be compassionate. She she has kids and a puppy at the time. Like people are busy. You don't have to take time, but she did, you know, but she did. And like, that's like, we could go through almost every single puppy family we have and go, Oh, this is that moment when we knew like, okay, this was set up. Like this is, you know, this is just all work together, whether you think it's the universe or God or all of the above. Um, And I I tell my families and and this actually is really neat to hear that this is why somebody called me is because you'll hear it in our early Facebook lives. If you want to go back and hear me ramble some more. um, (laughs) That as a family, you know, we're not always spot on praying every night. But during puppy season, puppy time, every day, we pray and ask the Lord that he will bring puppy families to us or people to us that need our specific puppies as a blessing in their life. Like that, whatever the dog itself has to offer or we have to offer that he'll bring those people through whatever channel to get to us because it's not like I'm a huge name, like Google puppies. Who's that? Like we're a little town in Idaho, you know, our biggest claim to fame is we're by BYU, Idaho. Like, I mean, you know, it's not Jackson holes, two hours away, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway. And, and time after time, like it just, the Lord answers our prayers and it's mm-hmm. amazing for the kids, you know, like, we can testify to them, like, remember how we've been praying every day? Well, guess who I talked to on the phone today? Miss mm-hmm. Debbie or Sarah or, you know, and they're like, oh, no way. That's how they got in touch with you, mom. Like they know Yeah, they get it.
1: There's so there's so much. Um, I just had so many observations as you were talking, but I have to share a couple. The fact that you refer to these customers. I mean that's what they are in the business sense, right? Their clients, as friends and part of your extended family, is is one thing I'm sure that sets you apart from the vast majority of breeders in the world. With my apologies to any breeder listening who feels like they have a similar approach to their customers, good for you. I, like I think you're you're in the minority there in terms of bonding in that way. Um, we loved the the woman that sold us our puppy, but we're not in touch. We haven't you know, we haven't gone out to lunch or, or, you know, been in a private Facebook group with them. So I, I think it's, that tells me a lot about your heart and about your family's approach to this and your faith that you're doing what God wanted you to do, that there has been a deeper relationship forged with people that is more than a little ball of fur and $3,000, right? That's, oh yeah. that's one observation. I think it's, um, and i think it's interesting that you have had it sounds like correct me if i'm wrong you haven't had any customers come back to you later and say we got the wrong dog or this oh, one yeah. this one turned out to be too aggressive or not playful enough or couldn't be trained or whatever which tells me again that you're listening to some you know divine um inspiration and in how you kind of match things up which leads me to this reminder that you know we we talk about in Christianity, the Lord being in the details of our lives, that he is oh, yeah. you know, intimately involved if we want him to be in every step and every decision we make. And sometimes we forget that that can also extend to something like your business, that if it's important to you, then it's important to him. If it's a righteous cause within the walls of your home, then of course it's important yeah. to him. You just have to ask for help and be willing to to accept it when it comes. And then I love that you're helping your kids to recognize his hand in those blessings. We don't always do that as parents, but that's how kids learn. That's how they grow up going. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a consequence is because parents pointing out for them, right?
2: Oh yeah. So I mean, this, this thought came to mind as Stuart talking i'm trying to be a good listener sometimes i need to improve that but I'm sorry. Uh, oh, oh i know no, oh wait you, you sound you... like my what? husband when he does that <laughs> it's the worst. i'm like can you stop with the old man jokes for like only 37 <laughs> it's like dad jokes are fine they're totally fine, <laughs> they're totally fine. so uh backstory my son that's now 12 well almost 12 uh, at two years old he's over to neighbors and oh in winchester when we live mm. in winchester like holiday so anyway and uh they were burning leaves which is not like a super common thing to do back there like here in idaho everybody burns the ditches and it's like you know whatever so big deal but that wasn't super common so he's over there he's two years old and the neighbor kid who i love to death um he's like hey you want to like step in the ashes aka go go step in the fire (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so my my set there's a point to this. so my son you know it's like two years old I'm gonna go step in the fire yeah well second degree burns later all Mm -hmm. over his toes in between Mm -hmm. his toes you know oh my gosh this kid is a tough kid but he he, just by nature always tough right physically and uh oh my gosh so we, we have his feet in a Dora bucket, right? Dora the Explorer with cold water. And I'm like, what the heck do you do for burns? Like three, you know, whatever. So we do all this. Anyway, it all works out. Ends up having, ends up having his feet heal. Okay. But that when we're uh, on our way to the second hospital, because we went to the like, you know, emergency kid care place. Anyway, we're on our way. And he had had some like digestive sensitivities. I didn't know what he was allergic to. And I got really, really nervous about taking him to the hospital. Cause they're like, well, that's the only place we can give him like the intense medication that he's, you know, the painkillers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my super allergy sensitive digestive issue kid, I'm gonna just go and have him give him whatever. Like that doesn't sound very good to me. I mean, this could reacted to ice cream, like who does mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well actually lots of kids, but I didn't know that at the time. So anyway, <laughs> so we're on our way to the hospital. And he's still just tears. And I was told that second degree burns are the worst because they like the nerve endings aren't dead. They're just being burned. So mm-hmm. I've got this two-year-old crying, feet in the bucket, you know, wrapped in wet gauze. It's like, and I'm like, it's fine. Cause I'm praying it's fine. You know, and I'm like, oh. so we can meet this where we're like, okay, Lord, what do I say to this child? Like, I don't know. So I tell him, Tyler like your mom i have a testimony that jesus christ performed the atonement he felt physically what you are feeling now i said i 100% believe that i said you've got to know your mom believes in jesus christ and his atonement and that not only did he suffer for our sins but he felt everything we we would ever feel and i said so tyler you are not alone right now I said, I know it hurts and I know you're a little boy and it's probably really scary. Mom taking you to places you haven't been because he wasn't like super adventurous. So, but you've got to know that Jesus Christ knows where you are right now and what's happening to your feet and that you're scared and hurt. And now do I know if it was like the shock? Do I know what the reason was? But for the first time I could see in his little eyes, he calmed down. And I was like, okay, he's okay. So anyway, we ended up using this awesome, like Amish ointment stuff for his feet. Didn't have to go to the hospital, wrapped his feet in uh, organic Boston lettuce leaves with, you know, all this cool goop. If you ever need that, I'll send you some. It's great. Anyway, uh, because my mom knew the burn specialist from this Amish community. You know, see, the Lord just sets it all up. Yeah. So anyway, so we do this, right? Now, fast forward to this last litter. Um, so we actually lost one of our three be moms. You know, we, oh, we did add a third puppy. And uh, we lost her. She got out, got hit by a car, broke her leg. Mm. Um, and then um, this is kind of yucky if you get emotional about dogs and getting hurt, which I do now. <laughs> um, anyway, her lung was kind of crushed. And so she was bleeding from the inside. So mm. when we took our eight-month-old dog... Um, Missy Lou to the emergency vet. Cause of course it was at night in the dark. And um, anyway, it, it was a little messy, you know, it was yucky and it was really sad. Right. And so I was in there I, with her, whatever we had to put her down. Cause it was just with the bleeding, we couldn't stabilize her. We'd have to transport her to Boise to get a major surgery on her leg. And it just wasn't going to happen. Dogs like, that's one thing I am glad about being here in Southeast Idaho is that I have learned that animals die, you know, Mm -hmm. I, and, and it's hard. It it really is hard. It is a part of life. Uh, it's a huge teaching moment for kids like this whole life death cycle birth. It's it's beautiful and hard and all of the things in between. So anyway, so we had that experience. And then this last litter. um, one of our little dogs, our littlest one, um, Cindy Lou, who was her litter name from, you know, Whoville and the Grinch. Uh, she was just this spicy little dog, like always wanting to get in at Mango and Tina's bones, you know, like always right in the action. Well, I had an off morning. You know those mornings when you like get up and you're like, something is going to be weird today but I have mm-hmm. to keep going. So I'm going to keep going, but I don't like how this day is starting. Yep. So I'm on the, on the phone with a puppy lady who is a wonderful friend now. And, uh, anyway, and I'm trying to like manage all the things But it was weird. You know, my toddler let out the big dogs and then the little dogs, it was snow, like just all this stuff is too much commotion. And my normal teenager helpers weren't awake and my husband slept in like, it's just weird. So, um, I let the dog out and I, I remember all the puppies and then the big dogs went out and I, I didn't like to let them out at that point because they're just a little rowdy that morning but I was like but ah, I'm on the phone and I've got it you know anyway so this dog goes out and uh she gets in with the big dogs and I'm in the other room and all of a sudden I heard that dog cry The like holy cow I'm hurt and it's just this like oh no that was the bad feeling morning. Okay, here we go. Now what that did was, is for me, it totally triggered when we had just lost our last duck, you know, like, cause had never lost a dog before and I bawled. Oh my gosh, I cried. And, and there's some other significance to that particular dog and my son. And so it, it was rough. So I'm like, Trying not to picture the worst, you know, which was, oh, a little dog has something hurt and it's going to die, you know, and like, oh, and it's already sold. And that's really horrid. So I go out there and she's got the same leg position as our dog did when it broke its leg. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, now I've got a puppy that's sold and its leg is broken. And I haven't ever had to call a you know family and be like, hey, by the way, my rowdy dogs just broke your dog's leg. I mean, you know, you all the things. So like, I've got this Facebook presence that's like, Jenny's real and she's nice and she loves you and she loves her dogs and she does everything she can. Like she feeds them raw, grass fed, whatever, you know, and and she just let her dog's leg like, because animals are real and they have accidents. And it was just like trying not to panic, right? So then we take this dog in, you know, I'm like, okay. And Tyler, it's my son, Tyler, who had the burned feet, favorite dog. Like he's been attached to puppies, but he's attached to this one. He even asked me, he's like, can we sell her mask? And I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. He's like, I just want to keep her longer. I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. So anyway, so we're in the car. And he's like, can I hold it? I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm just going to keep it in my lap because I wasn't feeling so confident. You know, all the emotions are running. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, here we go again. And I'm like, please just don't bleed out your nose like the last dog. Please don't bleed out your nose. So I'm driving. We're only 15 minutes from the vet, but I'm like shaking. Right. I mean, I'm nervous. And all of a sudden, this little dog, like its whole demeanor changes. And I'm starting to feel like liquids on my my legs, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this dog is dying in my lap. And my son is here that is attached to it. Now, here's what is amazing to me. One, just so you know, the dog didn't die. She's super spicy and the fluids weren't blood. She was getting carsick, but I didn't realize it at the time. in my like heightened, oh my gosh, this is horrible state, right? Panic. So, but trying to have faith, right? I'm like, okay, I can do this. So, as we're driving, and I'm not sure, like I'm just not sure if this dog is going to make it or not, and I, I'm quite concerned. And it was that sick, like, okay, what do I tell Tyler? Like, what do I tell him? He's in the seat next to me, and I think this dog is dying. What do I tell Tyler? And the memory of that car ride. 10 years before on the way to the hospital with him screaming and crying. And like, what on earth is happening to me? That memory comes back as if it had just happened that morning, but the peace also came back. And so I took him on that little trip with me. I, I walked him through. It. I was like, Tyler, I know you remember this. Do you remember? Cause my little son, I mean, he's not little, but he's like, Kind of, you know, fetal position in the car, kind of rocking back and forth. Like, this is not normal, Tyler. And he's, like, so sad. I mean, he's feeling it. Like, we're both, like, anticipating this little puppy not making it. And we just love it, you know? And so I go through again. I'm like, Tyler, do you remember? Like, you have faith in Jesus Christ. You've had faith since you were a little boy. And you couldn't articulate what faith was, but you had it. And you still do, you still know that feeling and that experience is in your heart. It's there, it's never gonna go away. And I said, here's the deal: sometimes things work out the way we want them to, and sometimes they don't, and it's way hard. I said, but the savior is still the same, hmm. and he still loves you, and he can still heal, whether it's you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, like he's still there for you. And I told him, I said, Ty, I don't, I don't ask the Lord for miracles very often. I said, but I think this is appropriate. Like if there's something really wrong with this dog, like let's ask for a miracle today. And he was like, okay, mom. So in our family, at least with me and the kids, when we need to pray about something big, we each say our own prayers out loud. So we each did we each asked the Lord that everything would be, you know, that this time that he might give us exactly what we were hoping for. And, you know, it turns out it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I mean like the actual injury, it was one of her little bones in her, you know, like her shin bone. And it was the smaller of the two splinted it up. (laughs) You should post a picture of this little girl with her green cast, which by the way, they didn't know, but green is Tyler's favorite color. And, uh, so she's got this green cast and she's going to be okay. And then on the other side, this family, okay. You know, a bunch to, how did God lines people up for these dogs? Okay. So, um, this family that are already put their deposit down was a friend of my brother's. And when they were adopting some children, they found out that their other child that they had had together, um, had some illness that, um, was going to be a long haul. And so lots of people were like, why are you going to adopt more kids when you're going to have to learn a whole new illness and everything with a toddler? And they told me like, no, like they're just a part of our family already. They're just a part of our family. We can handle the ups and downs and sick stuff, right? So this same family is the one that had was getting this dog, so when I called her, and I didn't know all of this. I also didn't know that her dad had actually gotten a puppy at one point and stepped on its leg like the first week that they had it, so it broke the little puppy mm. leg. So they've they've done a broken puppy leg. Like they know that I'm not just over here, like oh, let's see what happens to the dogs in the you know the wrestling cage. Like no, like they, they knew that this is a possibility, right? Uh, another tender mercy, completely. So I talked to this you know now friend. And I'm like, Hey, this is what happened. I just need to be as transparent as possible. You know, we talked about pride, all that kind of stuff. And so she tells me the story about her kids and adopting and how, no, they were, she's like, but Lexi, that was the puppy's new name. She's like, Lexi's already part of our family. Like she's on my computer screen. Like we're in, like we're in for this little puppy, you know? And, like who does that? Like who, who buys a really spendy dog with a broken leg? Like, I don't know this family. Cause they're awesome. And they knew that it would work out because of hmm. the, like the Lord had sent him up like the previous experiences. And, and so, you know, pulling it together with my son and the burn chills. And then, you know, the dog and broken leg and the family, it's just like Ty, like his name's Tyler would call him Ty. Like, do you, do you get it? Like, do you see like the Lord, is letting us learn about heartache and tragedy and scary things and pain through through these animals and, and the faith and belief and joy and hope of these people that he's brought to us. Like, we're all on this together, but like every day and some days I just cry because it's hard, <laughs> you know, but there, there's an opportunity to see it, you know? And so I, I hope that my kids you know are are kind of catching catching the purpose like it yeah money is great but the lord can help you know with that in any way but yeah. these stories it, it's different i was about to say it's different than just reading it from a book <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> not cutting that out either Jenny.
2: that's not appropriate not anyway. cutting that out either but we're living it, you know. Yeah, we're living, living it. it,
1: yeah.
2: And it's messy. I mean, it's messy. Like, I honestly don't suggest anyone have a seventh baby and then breed dogs for the first time, start a business, and try and sell them all by Christmas. I, I highly don't recommend that. Like, <laughs> I really don't. It was a little insane. There was a time I was sitting out on the back step in freezing weather because it's Idaho and it's always cold here. But, and I was like, Dave, you got to come outside. I'm like a mess. And, you know, I just hadn't slept for like three weeks because I was so concerned about this first litter puppies. I was literally, I think I was actually awake for two weeks (laughs) Like, and I was nursing a baby. Right. Meanwhile, everything else. So, and, and doing my own marketing, like my graphic design, like I do it all myself on Adobe, you know, sparkles or whatever. So I'm like doing all of this stuff, you know, and I take my husband outside and I am just like sitting on the porch, just like, bawling my eyes out like oh my gosh are these puppies ever gonna make it home? you know but then we get through it just like my son mm-hmm. got through the burned feet we get through the broken leg we get through a puppy like a, a dog not a puppy but our dog like we get through it because the lord brings us through it
1: because mm-hmm. we're you know if we trust him yeah if, if we trust that he's he's the one telling us to go do this thing that looks insane to the rest of the world <laughs> and, and if we trust that his hand is in you know the 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 accident and the car ride and the burn feed and you know all of those pieces kind of coming together that's that's life that's that's learning to be a little bit more like him is trusting that the puzzle pieces will um will eventually all come together and there will be yet more trials for you and oh, yeah. for your business and and um you know probably for the families that bring these dog's home, at some point, one of those families is going to experience that kind of heartache and heartbreak that, you know, that mine has. And, and I'm sure that many listening have. So um, I, I, I love that we had this conversation today. I, I do hope that if people are interested ever in this breed (laughs) or in any breed that they will look you up because I think, People that have listened to this know that you're not just getting a dog; you're getting a friend, and um, you know, and a sister. in Jenny, who's gonna who's gonna love you and adopt her into her wild, crazy family. Uh, and I, you've you've said a lot today that reminds me of um, again. Even the dog knows is fiction. As a reminder to people, sometimes a new book will come out, <laughs> one of my novels, and people will say, "I'm so sorry that your family went through this really hard thing."
2: Say, well, oh no.
1: It's it's fiction, but thank you. I'm glad that you felt like <laughs> it was you. that realistic. But the the book is fiction, but there are, there are little bits and pieces of of my dog and Pilgrim who passed away that are that are sort of embedded into Moses's personality. And one of the key takeaways oh, cool. from the book is is that dogs. I mean, dogs know things. Um, and oh, yeah. there's just there's a look in their eyes that you can see. Um, it's not every day. It's not every moment of every day. But it's this little flash. Where you just know that they're they're aware of of you and what you're thinking and what you're feeling and they know how to how to be sort of the hope and and healing that you need. All right, Miss Jenny Sasser, we arrive at our last two questions. Our listeners, of course, already know what's coming, so I can't wait to hear from you. What does the name of the podcast? Right where you are, mean to someone like Jenny?
2: You know, it means that the Lord is going to meet me where I'm at, and everybody else he just knows, he knows where we're at. He knows that I'm going to falter. He knows that I'm going to try again and that he's going to be the source that enables me to try again. But like every, every step of the way, whether I've been resistant or frustrated or, or looking to see that he knows me and he knows what's going on right now the evidence is there, you know, and even if it's this teeny little sliver that lets me know that that he's aware, he is. And to me, I think right where you are means hope. Um because I've I've had some I've had some hard. um, There's a lot of people that have had a whole lot harder. But um seven kids doesn't come without some emotional mental health struggles at least no one that i know of and so you know there's that dark that comes sometimes and doesn't really seem like it's going to go away and that's pretty hard and uh it was even harder when i saw that for my kids and had those experiences in the last little while but I would say right where you are is hope. Like when you look around and if you, if you plead, sometimes it has to be pleading to ask and, and for that little teeny feeling of hope or faith. But when you start asking and consistently ask, you can see, you can see that the Lord's already met me right where I'm at and that he's bringing not just one, not just one phone call, not just one text, but he's got a lineup of love and blessings that he just wants to look to him, I guess. And then you can see it. And it just unfolds a little bit at a time sometimes, but I would say hope.
1: I like that. I don't think I've had anyone answer that question quite like that before. It's, It's hope that no matter where you are, even if things feel like they can't possibly get any better, your life is just humming so beautifully and perfectly. Well, well, guess what? If you'll turn to him, it can get even better. No matter where you are, right where you yeah. are, it can get better with him. I love that. All right. Well, um, people come and go and and um dogs will will come and go. And years from now, you know, this this discussion today will be for most people just a, a faint distant memory. Yep. But at the end of your journey, if you could select today, one thing that you would want people to remember about you, your mission, your family, this notion that, um, you know, that, that dogs know things, that, that heaven has a place for every dog and a family for every dog. What would that one thing be that you would want the world to remember about Jenny Sasser?
2: That you were noticed that there if there's a if it's been a long time if you felt alone if you felt like you were in the dark if you feel like everything's going right and it looks so great but on the inside you still don't feel seen and you need somebody to see you, that's part of what we do and that's part of why i'm here is so that even if it's just a moment you can look back and go okay All is not lost. Somebody knows me. And they really, really love me.
1: Amen, amen, and amen. Jenny, thank you for listening to so many promptings throughout your life that have led you to this. um, What is clearly and I think the audience would agree now so much more than you know, a, a family run business, but a family mission and a calling um, to do what heaven wants you to do and to bless lives of people around you. It's clear that that you have done that for many people through dogs and today through this um, discussion on a on a simple little podcast. So, I'm I, uh, I'm thankful.
2: Can I interrupt one time? Can you Please. just make sure make sure you put a little asterisk after anything you put up that says she's extremely human and occasionally yells at her kids and gets upset and doesn't like to step in dog poop. <laughs> like,
1: absolutely. I don't
2: I don't love it all, but I do love the people and I love the puppies and it's a good life.
1: Yeah. Well, I can tell. And I, I had no worries about how real the discussion would be when 30 seconds into our discussion, just before hitting the record button, uh, you were showing me your nostrils on camera and having discussions about about the size of your nostrils, which is a, you know, that'll be part two of a of another episode. Um, well, and I
2: hope you get a little bit of the Minecraft theme, and so we
1: can do that. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah. As a reminder, folks, check the show notes. I will have links to um, follow Jenny and her family and all of the good things that mm-hmm. they're doing on social media. Uh, as we say goodbye, I remind you, it's uh, so helpful to us if you take a moment to share the show on social media, this episode in particular, and rate and review it on Audible. Uh, Audible, Audible, (laughs) Addable. I'm not cutting this out. I'm not cutting anything today. It's all staying in. On Audible, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your favorite shows, it's super helpful if you'll review it for us. That's it for today. Jenny, you're the best. Thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Hey, thanks. It was a blast. Thank you for joining us on Right Where You Are. For more information about Jason and his projects, visit him online at JasonFRight.com or on social media at facebook.com slash jfwbooks, or on Instagram at Jason F. Wright. And be sure to subscribe to Right Where You Are, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of Right Media Productions. Copyright 2021 by Jason F. Wright. All rights reserved.